0: All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. And welcome to the newest episode of Ryan and Case No Chase with a Shirley Temp twist. Uh, with you, as always, is me, myself, and I, Casey Kello, the one, the only, and the lovely, beautiful Choc. What up, what up? <laughs> and Riley. <Ryan> <clears throat> now. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about uh, the glorification of gangster in our culture, everything else that goes on. Uh, Why does it seem like it's glorified? Why does it seem like it's it's a good thing to be involved in criminalistic shit, man? We just wanted to chop it up and talk about that because we all could be in agreement that we feel that that's some old bullshit. So Ryan, what's your definition (laughs) of gangster like throughout your life? Me, <laughs> right, right word, right on, right on, right on. <laughs> Let's unpack that, Ryan. How many times you been to prison? Prison, so I don't think being a gangster <laughs> means you went to prison. I right. think you know, being a dumb gangster, you probably gets into prison, but if you're a smart gangster, you probably ain't get caught. That's a good point. I don't but know, but anyway, so, of- honestly, my truthful definition of a gangster to me is just usually somebody who's involved in high level criminal activity mm, word word i feel you too what about you
1: um i agree either criminal activity or some type of gang affiliation word but right right, right. which involves criminal activity
0: <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> true um my definition was like a hard person a person that just hard rough you know hard hands um a person that isn't afraid of confrontation, you know, a criminal, or just like a slang term is something that's like cold-hearted. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if your kid comes up and be like, mommy, could I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And you say, nah, you little punk-ass nigga. It's like, nah, that's that's gangster. And you know what I'm saying? Or just some, a nigga that's like extremely violent. I just feel like you should have used a better example than a parent, because that's just fucked up parenting. <laughs> You're going to tell gay. your child, no, they can't have a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I said another sandwich, and you like no nah, fuck that greedy uh, little bastard. Yeah, that's a that's a gangster. Okay, <laughs> but I actually went through the process and did a little research, guys, about what the actual uh definition of gangster is. If you guys want to check it out yourselves, y'all can go to Google on your phone and type in gangster with an A, not an E R, but with an A. See what the actual definition of gangster is the actual definition of gangster is a gang member i feel like that's going to be the same <laughs> if you put the er right um also it's the uh, type of rap music um featuring an aggressive style of lyrics um and references gang violence that is the definition of gangster in the dictionary um, mm. yeah so i think that uh, me, Tempest, and Ryan's definitions was way more w- accurate to what the fuck we talking about today. So, <laughs> I just wanted to take a little bit, like, tell us about, tell everybody about, like, a little bit about our background and shit like that, and our view about gangster shit. Like, me and Ryan both from, uh, we all three of us are from Virginia, but Ryan, and me and Ryan from Williamsburg and Tempest is from Newport News, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I know growing up in my time uh, in the 90s, early 2000s, Everything was gangster from movies like New Jack City, The Belly, um, our music, uh, just our culture in general, man. Like, everybody, it was all about shooting niggas, robbing niggas, getting money, uh, selling drugs, knocking niggas the fuck out, um, not being a bitch pretty much in in any situation. Like, it was all about being hard and tough and shit like that. But at some point as as an adult, I look back and i would be like, at what point was this shit getting sold to us and just jammed down our motherfucking throats that that shit was cool? Because now I was a grown man, I look at the little the youngsters coming up and shit like, yo, you niggas look like idiots. There's nothing cool about going to prison or nothing like that. So, just tell everybody about, like, um, Ryan, I'll start with you. Just talk about a little bit you coming up. Like, how did you view niggas that was breaking the law, criminal-ass niggas, and culture, movies, and shit like that? How did you view that, like, coming up, and how do you think that that affected you and the shit around you as far as gangster shit. Uh well, growing up, man, it was like the motherfuckers that was breaking the law and doing pretty much what they wanted to do were viewed as like the coolest motherfuckers on the block. Right. Like, man, exactly. Give a fuck. He do what he wanna do. He doing this, he doing that. He speeding. He ain't wearing no seatbelt. This motherfucker's cool, <laughs> <holy laughs> boy. But then you see like the motherfuckers that's 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 obeying the law and doing the right things going to work every day going to school doing their homework you looking at them like this old square ass motherfucker right here exactly man, what are you doing doing his homework after school you go out and play the motherfucker that's nah man i gotta finish my homework first and use a bitch <laughs> what you, mean you hey, gotta man. finish your homework first Hey, look, Ryan, could you imagine us as teenagers like, yeah, Ryan, we about to go ride on this bitch-ass nigga talking shit, man. Nigga, grab my girlfriend ass and shit, nigga. You hop in the car, we about to go blast this, nigga. Hold on, Mm -hmm. nigga. Do not get in my car without buckling up for safety first, nigga. I'm not moving this this motherfucking car until I hear these seatbelts click. Exactly. Exactly. Click, You know what I mean? Shit. Safety first, first, nigga. Safety first, nigga. Safety first, nigga. I want but you yes, to leave like, this drive-by with five fingers, with ten fingers and ten toes. Exactly. What if we get into a car accident, huh? What, <laughs> what's going to happen then? That's for real. Who <laughs> did? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, that's how it was, man. Like, if you were doing things the right way, you just weren't considered cool at all. You was just a lame-ass dude that ain't nobody really want to fuck with because you were doing stuff right. You will not breaking the law. You weren't doing shit the wrong way. You was, you know, at home doing your chores and doing your homework, shit that you were supposed to be doing in life to make you a better person. But at that time, to us, like, nah, bro, that ain't what I saw in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> what about what about you, Tim? Like coming up and shit. Like when you saw the dope boys and you know the niggas that was violent. You know, the nigga with no seatbelt, niggas in the stolen car. Oh. Like, how did how did your community
1: it was it was different for me because like I played they view that yeah like I played sports growing up so it was like the ones who play sports and things like that like people come up to you and tell you like oh yeah you know what I'm saying you make sure you stay in school get good grades do this do that like so it was always people around like who did like stuff like that are we who we consider gangster and they was always the ones like hey keep balling keep you know what I'm saying make sure you keep doing this make sure mm. you keep doing this and then my cousins were older and they you know smoke weed and stuff like that and they always be like nah you can't smoke we're gonna make sure like you know what I'm saying you nah, you gotta go to school you gotta get your education blah 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 and that's what they focused on so it mm-hmm. wasn't one of those things where I had to chase it to be like oh no, I want to be down because I had like older cousins that I live with that we're saying like that's just not cool. Yeah,
0: you know man. What I'm saying?
1: That's that's so it was real. Like, it was like kind of to combat that. So like even though in the streets it's like you've seen what was going on, but then you also seen kids getting locked up, you seen kids dying. And it's like, you know what I'm saying, you see all of that and it's like damn where's someone at like oh they got locked up. Are you yep. get kicked out of school? You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh they go to enterprise now. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying that it wasn't that wasn't cool because now you got to dress up every single day that you go to school. Yep. So it it became a deterrence for us because we you know what I'm saying when you lived in the hood and it was so many so many people getting locked up it's like damn do I really want to do that and then True. now it's like damn where, where they all at and they all dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to alternative school. I was a member by the way. Um, I didn't go to enterprise, <laughs> but I went to York Regional. I went to offsite. Shout out to offsite Yoga Regional. Shout out enterprise. But that shit was whack. And also another thing about alternative school is like outside the uniforms like they didn't let you do shit like with the schools like so it's like all the events like you know all my friends would be going like to dance, the dances where all the girls were the basketball yeah. game we weren't allowed to go you know what I'm saying we couldn't go they would literally have security escort us the fuck hey, out of the basketball Hey but you know what, what though you was gangster though hey i was out <laughs> until i got in the house and was like damn <laughs> these niggas over there doing homework chilling with all the wavy hair bitches and i'm at the crib with my mama <laughs> know what I'm saying she's rolling her eyes at me cause you, yo yo ass need to be over there and nigga I got the fuck out my face. <laughs> yeah man but uh, me me coming up when I came up and where I came up and shit like that bruh like the people that I looked up to was a bunch of fucking low lives like I just thought that it was so cool to be reckless and not care mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like that was something that through my the music that I like through the, the, the movies that I watch like we look at movies like when we coming up like Scarface and Boys in the Hood mm-hmm. and Menace to Society. And it was like, these was the niggas that we grew up in our culture that was pushed on us. Like, you know, we listening to rap, you know, uh, we listening to fucking Ice Cube. And, you know, you come up, we listening to Jay and Nas and and Biggie and uh Bone mm-hmm. Thugs and Harmony, nigga, and shit like that. This shit was like, real gangster ass shit where it was like all these niggas was selling drugs all these niggas was reckless and these was people that i looked up to in my culture that i didn't really have what tip was alluding to i didn't really have a lot of people who was giving me good fucking advice bro like shit you know what i'm saying like motherfuckers was like yeah man you know uh i had niggas telling me fuck these bitches with no condom and punch <laughs> niggas in the face and nigga, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I didn't have niggas like, yo, stay out of trouble, man, for real. This shit is whack. And let me see it because you're telling me not to sell dope. you telling me to stay in school, but you driving around in a new motherfucking car, you getting mm-hmm. bitches, you, you, you are the man to me because I don't know nothing else, but you still telling me to do this shit in my music and in the music and everything else. I wanted to be like I wanted to be like Nas. I wanted to be like Jay-Z. I wanted to be like Biggie and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, it was glorified. Now, coming up in our culture, I think that's something that, like, shaped the way this shit was, but now we can see that none of it cool. Now, just to play devil's advocate, do you guys think that it's a cultural thing as far as our community, you know, us being African-American, or do you think that it's just something like every culture just likes badasses or whatever because, you know, like, the Spanish people might like, you know, Desperado or Danny Trejo. White people got like Rambo and they got their gangster movies and the Italians got their gangsters that they looked up to and shit. And we had all people we looked up. Is it a cultural thing or is it just uh, everybody likes an outlaw? Everybody likes a bad. I think it's. Cold. I
1: think
0: Tim, you go for yeah, tip, Well, Tim, you touch on that first. Tim.
1: I think it was cultural more because.
0: Hold on, you cut me off like that again. Ryan, you gangster. And we gonna, Ryan, you gangster. We're going to have some cultural differences. I don't, wanna, motherfucking I don't fight. want no problems, gangster. <laughs> what up, gangster? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Tim. I think it was more
1: like that's what, as you know, like when segregation and things like that happened, it was like the Black Panthers and those gangs and those people who became our saviors, you know what I'm saying? So as time went on, I think that kind of got misconstrued as what it was like to actually be a gangster and they forgot the part to take care of your people.
0: Talk they about it the
1: too. Oh, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna be gangster, we're gonna go out here and they forgot the you know, they forgot the rest. So we gonna murder our, our, our own kind and do things like stupid things like that and steal from each other instead of taking care of our neighborhoods like they should. But those remember back in the day, those are the people who took care of the neighborhoods. So sure. it automatically became part of our culture.
0: Right. Ryan what you got about that do you think is uh, do you think is Cultural, or do you think that it's like just everybody likes badasses and villains and outlaws? You know what? I think everybody has their own thing and their own view on stuff, man. Because like Eddie Murphy said it best, and it made the most sense, and he made it hilarious in a, in his comedy special when he you try to talk to a motherfucking Italian after watching Rock. <laughs> boy you can't tell an italian he can't fight after watching (laughs) rock and it's just like you know that's what they took you know what i'm saying they saw rocking like yo i can do that shit i can be that and you get like other cultures like like us in general like we were speaking on ourselves like we watched movies like like you said boys in the hood Minister society and that's what we took from right like you know what I could do that. Look at Belly. I can make that money. You see how they got all this money? Mm-hmm. I could do that. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think everybody just sees stuff and they, they they just take what they want from it. And you know, exactly to each his own. Hey, uh, yeah, let me get a couple of juju bees and some fucking popcorn. <laughs> and the nigga over here is paying for it. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. <laughs> little, excuse me, little man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you heard me. <laughs> Pay for my fucking candy. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just watch Rocky. Huh? Classic. <laughs> Cla- <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. Now do you think that uh it has the gangster uh the 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 uh the glorification of that lifestyle has more of an effect of kids who um depending on what they look around in their communities and, and shit like that. Like, like, uh, I mean, a lot of the time I'll speak for myself. Like, as an adult, I drive, I drive around where I'm from, and I've I've ran into kids from the most privileged, beautiful backgrounds ever, and they talking, yeah, you know what I'm saying, fam. Because when I first touched down, you know what I mean, blah 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 blah. And the next thing you know, they mama come to work in a damn, uh, in a in a fucking nice, uh, 2019 minivan and pick them up, Josh. Yo, mama, stop mm-hmm. calling me that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they I told you call me Jake exa- Doug. I'm Jake <laughs> Doug, it You know what I'm saying? Like, and but they live this beautiful life, but they bumping 21 Savage. They bumping uh Takashi 6ix9ine. They bumping all these motherfucking rappers and shit, and they talking all lingo and they it and they smoking weed and drinking lean. And it, and it's almost like being a criminal is like a fashion statement. Like it's just something that you do because you cool. So, is that part of it and does the glorification of it go spread further than just us as kids? Or does it affect more poor people or does it affect rich people? Or does it affect all of us? I think, I think it affects, affects think... like, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. You go
1: ahead. Because
0: y'all like to cut me no, off. No, go, like, ahead. go like... ahead. Oh, um, no, I think it, it kind of depends on what you see what's around you man like if if that's what you see those are the type of people that you're around when you go outside then that might be what you kind of gravitate towards now with other cultures and other things i mean they could see that i mean you you, who I, I, i didn't grow up in some of these other neighborhoods so i don't know what they see when they outside but um i know sometimes it could also be who you associate with? You may be just trying to fit in with the people that you're hanging with. True. That's just what I've seen, and what I what I right take. So it's ba- so it's basically the the uh, the glorification or the selling of the gangster lifestyle would affect you more depending on what you see around you. So yep. basically, Tupac ain't going to affect you as much when you look around in a fucking five bedroom house and you know, both your parents are fucking real estate brokers and shit and you you know what I mean? Like it's not gonna be I don't think it's gonna affect you as much as it would somebody who's got five brothers and sisters and they living in a two bedroom house with their grandparents That's a great point. and their mama. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's gonna affect you differently. Yeah. You're gonna hear those lyrics differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I Tupac heard. Tupac said uh I see no changes. I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse. I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. You could fucking kind of relate to those shit when you like, damn, nigga, this shit is fucked up. I'm poor. Shit is fucked up. So you can kind of relate to those lyrics. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. It's like nigga, like, I'm fucked up out here. I'm poor. But when you send up that bitch and you hear those lyrics and you know what I'm saying? You sitting there eating a steak. You know what I'm saying? And your mom, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You can't really relate to those lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, what I'm saying? It's,
1: but it's some people who would try. Like, they, they're not relatable at all, but they want to be down so bad that they try to force it into what they, you know, force it into mm-hmm. their lives. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, my mom don't want to cook me shrimp tonight, so you know what?
0: Yeah, they try to find a way to make it fit. No, she ain't gonna make that. I asked her for a fucking sirloin (laughs) steak, and she's gonna come in here with a fucking ribeye, fucking bitch. (laughs) Right.
1: So those things happen.
0: And you know, (laughs) not to even, you know what though, to to break that down even further, not to even sound racist at all, but white people are the most gangster motherfuckers I know. Oh my god. Because Casey, I want you to walk into your mama's house and call her a super bitch. Try it. And see what happens because I've seen, like, I grew up with. I had a couple of white friends that I would like really go to their house and hang out on a regular basis, and I would see some of them straight cuss their mama out, and I'm just sitting back like, oh shit, it's about bro, she about to kill you. He's like, man, fuck her, she gets on my fucking nerves. I'm like, oh, okay, mom, right. get the fuck out of my room. I am not going to get out of here, room, Jonathan, until you, mom. fuck! I'm going to do it. I right. Fucking hater, man. Get off my damn back, bitch. Like, Ooh. Man. Ooh. First of all, you black. You come up in that bitch. You ain't going to have no company until your shit is done, anyway. <laughs> That's when you start
1: thinking, mm-hmm. like, before you say that, you be like, is life worth living? shit I?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm tired <laughs> of being
0: poor and even worse than black. My mama just hit me in the back with a strap. I don't know. Right. Like,
1: that's when you start thinking, like, before I say this, is life worth living? Like, you might as well just be, like, you asking for
0: a death sentence after that. You might as well, like, right before you pull the trigger, (laughs) say that shit. Yeah, man. But I think, I think a lot of this shit was more uh, relatable to certain people in that certain situations. Now, right now, I'm going to talk to, talk about the guys that is not. Now, I grew up in the area, bro, and I know a lot of guys' backgrounds and shit. There was a lot of dudes that I grew up with, and I know for a fact, and we don't say no names on this podcast, but there's a lot of dudes that I know. Y'all was out there hustling, and y'all didn't have no fucking reason to other than y'all was trying to be cool. Your mother and your father was going to buy you everything you wanted. They was going to buy you a car. They was going to buy you sneakers. They was going to take care of you. (laughs) They, they they pay for everything, but you still want to go out of that bitch and be a drug dealer. There's no way that these guys could make an argument to me that they weren't doing it for any other thing but to be cool. Yeah. What, do, what do y'all feel about that? Like, why do you think that guys would even want to do something and put their lives on the line for something that's not completely and 100% necessary?
1: Because, you know, like. If you you know what I'm saying if they parents got it like that then they know mommy and daddy's gonna be there to build them out they know at the end mm. of the day like they can do what they want and mommy and daddy's gonna be there regardless of the situation versus if you didn't have that and you you was out there even if you you felt like this is something you had to do to make ends meet in the home your mother probably would still be pissed and you' gonna sit there so now your mother's not talking to you and you' sitting in jail true <laughs> so it's like but if you know at the end of the day, mommy and daddy going to be there, they're going to have the money there for you. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, I can, I can, I get the best of both worlds. Like, I can, you know, I can hang with who I want to. And I know that if I get locked up, I'm somebody's coming to get me. Unlike if you get locked up and you're like, damn, nobody's coming to get me.
0: Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Especially where like I was from, like, there was white boys, man, that I used to chill with, bro. And you swear these dudes wasn't gonna be shit. We was coming up, man. They would They dressed. They listened to the Wu Tang Clan, and they, and they fucking was rolling with us and shit. You like, man, this dude is gangster for real, man. And like, you look at Facebook now in our thirties, bro. They got three, four bedroom houses, and they they was doing on the low. They was going and doing their work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And they could go and they could get in all this trouble and do all these drugs and all that shit. So temp, that's a great point because it's like they had the backing. You out there mm-hmm. doing that dumb ass shit. You get locked up, nigga. You, that shit's on your record. Your mama not coming to get you. You about to stay in that bitch. Solo dumb mm-hmm. love. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But well, <laughs> You know what, man? I think some people did that shit because of the fact that they could get anything they wanted. Like we said, we, we know some people that had no reason to be out there doing that shit. But I think they would probably, I, I think in their mind, they look corny because they got what they wanted they were pretty much privileged. They may have lived in a rough neighborhood, but they were taken care of. The motherfuckers were spoiled like shit. They got what they wanted, period. Yeah, man. But they didn't want to look like that spoiled little kid that's just getting whatever they want. So they want to be out there doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And and I do and I do also remember because I could say in my own personal life coming up, I had a, I, I would never say that I got Everything I wanted, but I was far from like poor, like fucked up, poor scrambling and shit. Like, my mom worked, I ate. As niggas can see, I'm a fat nigga, so I was never starving. My mama took did her best to take care of me. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, so, but with a lot of these niggas' stories, it was like, y'all was a lot better off than me, nigga. And I won't sell oh, no yeah, motherfucking yeah, yeah. dope. I, because sure, I never like... had to. And y'all niggas was doing a lot better than me. Y'all dads was there. Y'all moms was there. Mm-hmm. And there's a few niggas in particular. And it's like, bro, your dad was there. Your mom was there. Your motherfucking ass, uh, your grandma was there. Your fucking aunts and uncles was there. You literally did it for no fucking reason. And a lot of them, Ryan, Temp, a lot of them really fucked their lives up trying to uh-huh. keep up with this gangster persona. And they never mm-hmm. fucking had to. Do you know sometimes, man, when I was going through my trials and tribulations as a teenager and as a young man, how many times that I wish that I could have said, you know what, I'm fucking up. I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to just go stay with mom and dad and let them pay all the bills. And I'm just going to stack my bread up and then I'm going to go back out there and give it another try. Nigga, some of us don't have those opportunities. Like some niggas want you out there, nigga, shit. Your mama like, nigga, let me get some money. Right, you right. know what exactly. I'm saying, and yeah, some, niggas, some niggas some turn around and could really just be like, I wouldn't fuck my life up. I could turn around, and go stay with mom and dad. I don't have to pay any bills, and I can just completely recover and go back out there. So, mm-hmm. I, so I think that that might be part of just the persona that's put on people that is just so fucking cool to be gangster that you doing it and you don't even fucking have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like you, but uh. Tim, you want to add anything to that? Nah,
1: I think hit it right on, hit the
0: nail on the head. That's exactly word what up, word. Yeah. So, um, another thing that I wanted to talk to about that shit, man, is like, um, how how much goes into selling that shit? How much? How lucrative is it for it to be sold to these communities and shit? Right? Do you think that for a second, right, that in any culture other than our own. Uh, <laughs> fucking Lil Wayne said on one of his albums, right? Lil Wayne said, Uh, I don't give a motherfuck. I walk into a nigga crib and shoot his grandmother up. Right? And then he has songs like, man, fuck these niggas. I care about everything but these niggas. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that any other culture could talk about Other people in their culture, like literally, I'm gonna a white guy could get up there and be like, I'm gonna go out and murder other white people, or uh, uh, a gay guy could go out and say, I'm gonna murder other gay people, or a woman could go out and say, I'm gonna murder a bunch of other, other women, or Indian could say, I'm gonna murder all these fucking Indians. And do you think that it would get promoted by record labels and shit like that? No, definitely not. I mean, Eminem talked about killing his mama. She's white, Ryan. That's a good point. She's definitely white. Mm-hmm. She is. <laughs> She's a hundred percent Caucasian. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is a great point, Ryan. Very profound. Um, another oh, thing, guys, like, uh, like, and it's scary because he talked about killing his own mom. <laughs> <laughs> he actually raped and killed his mother. <laughs> so he wow. he raped her and killed her and pulled her to the bullet and put it through her. He didn't shoot her. Yeah. He pulled her to the bullet and until <laughs> it went through her. He, he killed his baby mama too. Put her in the trunk. M Eminem is is just in fact, put her in the trunk and drove her ass off a bridge. I mean, but that's one,
1: that's one out of how many
0: hey he didn't ask for specific numbers <laughs> I just gave an example of one he did and and that's exactly what Ryan did he gave us an example of when that shit really did happen that one time absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so another thing man like selling dope and value of you guys of life right do you feel like uh, Ryan I'll go with you go to you first Ryan do you feel like That for some reason like a person who has Very little value of their life And doesn't have a lot to do Do you think that that has anything to do With uh, Like how a person how this type Of culture affects them so Basically what I'm saying is like If I hear rap lyrics I see shit and I'm in this community And my value of myself is low Do you think that that affects how that person moves From that point on I don't know if I would say it's mm, in a sense somewhat like, okay, the way I really look at it is you're being young when you're young minded, you do young minded shit. Uh, I think like, like we always talk about like um, the teenage us versus the mid thirties us. Casey, it's some shit that we would have did when we was teenagers that we will not do now because we think about it. And like you made a good point earlier, it's because now you value yourself a lot more. Mm-hmm. Me, I just, I don't know if it's I value myself or now I just, I have the common sense to stop and think about shit more now. Like mm-hmm. back then, it, there was no thinking, there was just action. There was no thinking. Somebody say, Oh, especially like, let somebody bet you, you won't do something <laughs> or dare you to go do something. <laughs> oh, Casey, I bet you won't go in there and steal a candy bar. Take a bet money, I'll be right mm-hmm. back you gonna go do the shit now it's like uh no hey, I the why would i want to go to jail over a fucking candy ball that's stupid right now you got a career and motherfuckers got wives and families and husbands and all of that shit like you got a lot more to think about now it's not just you when it's just you you can probably be a little more reckless when all you got to worry about is you but when you got other people that's dependent on you for stuff, yeah. you got to actually think a little bit more like, you know what? Well, that's probably kind of dumb. I probably shouldn't be out here, you know, stealing or drinking and driving or robbing people or breaking exactly. into people's houses or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't have nothing and that's, that's something else I want to hit on too. Like, back then you felt like you had to prove yourself almost every day to the people that you was kicking it with. That's true. At this point, I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Hell no. But myself. So, it's just, to me, it's about growing up, man. I feel like once you grow up, you hit a certain age, and shit start to click for you, and you start to think a little bit more about your actions. You start to think about the consequences of your actions. When you're younger, you don't even think about getting caught, because you don't believe in no consequence. You think you're invisible. Like, ain't that never going to happen Just you. living I mean, in the when moment. You get older, boy, when you get older, you start to realize shit can happen when you start especially when you start to like feel your body slowing down <laughs> You know what? I, age is real nigga. I, I really get old hey ryan remember <laughs> back in the day ryan said remember you get into a fight nigga punch you in the eye it's like you put a stake on your eye and you will be the next day you healed all the way and be ready to fight you again could. Nigga. you like wolverine there. Nigga, <laughs> i'm th- nigga i'm 35 i'm 34 now nigga hit me i gotta take a day off of work Use my sick bruh, time. To <laughs> Even something as small as like drinking, Casey. Oh, you Lord. remember, you could throw them back all night long. Wake up the next morning. Hey, who going to buy another round of beer? Who going to get another case? Who going to get another bottle? Exactly. Now, bro, if I turn up on Friday, I'm good. I'm for not the doing nothing the rest of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done for
1: the weekend.
0: Hey, yes, I need Saturday and Sunday bruh. to recover. I'll see y'all next week. Hey, look. Yeah. Remember, remember, you can get fucked up, throw up. Hair hey, spinning, wake up the next day, get some water in you, maybe eat a burger, nigga, and you ready yeah, for action. <laughs> Boy, you got to get that greasy get burger, grease. burger system. Get a little bit of, get a Gatorade and a burger, nigga. That shit, you just bounce back, yep. on, nigga, nigga. But, you know, get a lime green Gatorade, some salt and vinegar chips, and a burger. Mm-hmm. Like, Boy, I'm, back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what time are we leaving? I'm ready. <laughs>
0: exactly yeah man uh also i wanted to touch on like a lot of trends and shit that we see going on like out here like did you ever notice like when we was coming up like when we took school pictures and shit like nope, we didn't smile (laughs) at all like what's wrong with being happy my nigga
1: like i smile for everything like i just i'm just that type of person i laugh and i smile for everything
0: hey look i smile now but you talk about 16 (laughs) nigga i didn't smile nigga what ain't nothing to I smile think, about I think my school pictures think... <laughs> you was cheesy me and Ryan won't I ain't <laughs> yeah, want no smiling going on but I tell you what what was cool about a smile I <laughs> think they ain't gonna clown you know Casey you know motherfuckers used to roast each other in school all day long what they gonna do when they see that yearbook that's gonna last forever exactly you smiling you from ear to cheese. ear you smiling from ear to ear and shit and then yeah. And then it was like it's just how much shit was just like yo you whack like don't like how much time like did you look at a movie or hear and our music back then where it was just like damn yo I love my woman I'm about to get married and go to college and we gonna have we gonna we gonna have we gonna have stocks and bonds nigga we was just like man shut your square ass nigga up. homies over hoes homies over hoes I don't know if y'all <laughs> the Boondocks episode you remember that shit do the home Rose man. before home. like what was wrong with like being like damn this girl's pretty cool like I love her like you was always tried to hide that shit from the fellas mm-hmm. and shit cause it won't glorify you. you was a gangster you know what I'm saying nah it wasn't cool I I had no feelings I remember belly literally affected me so much that every time I would walk through a party I always used to hear steady are you ready, <laughs> oh, what's, you're going ready? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on what's going on Cold fresh. Like, yeah, man, I wanted to be them niggas, man. They had a big influence on my life. Luckily, Niles was in the movie, and every now and again even read a book. That's why I try to read a book every now and again, because of fucking Nas. Mm -hmm. You thank goodness Nas was in there, boy. Yeah, but who didn't want to be Nas in that movie? Everybody wanted to be DMX. Yeah. So Tim, from a female perspective, dog, like how I remember the movie Belly, and I remember that DMX that was the scene, the sex scene between him and Keisha or just how mm-hmm. he carried how he carried shit with Keisha and right. Tim yeah. I don't think <laughs> you're like this for me getting to know you as well as I have. I don't think this applies to you really but just I think you you know some girls that might apply to but like do you remember in the movie it was Tommy and Keisha <laughs> and the scene, the sex scene was like he's in there taking a shower when some 16 year old girl is sucking his dick and right. calls his phone he comes out, and he's, like, in the towel, and he's, like, shut the fuck up, and he turns her over and fucks her like a dirty whore, pushes oh, his gosh. pants on, and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, bitch, and then <laughs> walks he left out the motherfucking crib, and she rolled over, like, oh. It was so many girls back then, Ryan, and Ryan could, Ryan will vouch for him. It was so many girls, like, ooh, I just want a nigga to fuck me like that. I'm, like, like, nigga, that shit is so fucking rude, like, he. He right. cheating on you, he gets caught, he cusses you out, throws you on the bed, and then fucks you in the ass. <laughs> and then gets up and dips out, and that's that's your fantasy. So what happened? I wanna hear the fe- I wanna know the female perspective. Like what about that was intriguing or attractive to get with a nigga that was a criminal or a fucking, you know, or just a nigga that was always in jail. Like what's cool about that? Or what did you see coming up that was cool about that?
1: I didn't see... it. For me, I wasn't... That wasn't my type.
0: Ever? Uh-uh. Wait, wait, wait to ruin the whole fucking podcast. <laughs> <there>. Just that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Just I mean, it. Nope, knew, wasn't my type.
1: I knew females that was their type, but for me, I didn't I didn't see it. Like, because first off, me, my personality is already... Already got a mouth, and like, <laughs> we can fight. Like, so I don't want this hard... You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you you turn me over too hard, we might end up in a fight. Like what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like the moment right. is gone now. Now we got Now we got a box, like square up. You know. So
0: saying? so, Tim, are you basically implying that you would like to get with a man that you can beat in a fight?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. Like if I was my preference, I think that's what it would end up as a fight. We would just we just fought all day. That was it. But the chicks who did like it, I don't. I don't know why they liked it because to to this day now. Like, those chicks, especially when we are younger, they can't stand them now. They didn't have babies with them, and they turn out to be the worst, and they're like, I can't stand him. He's so blah, blah, blah. Like, but now they hate him.
0: That is so fucking That's the funniest thing, yo, because, like, I was just kind of thinking about it for a second. I was like, okay, so growing up, the fellas used to, you know, glorify being gangster. That's what they saw. That's what they wanted to be. And I was like, well, what did the women want to do? And I started thinking more. I'm like, you know what? the women wanted to be with that motherfucker that was being gangster and all of that shit. That's mm-hmm. true. And I never, I, I never, I swear like, I, I like I said, man, I, I love my friends. I ain't never gonna say no names, man, but there was some dudes and some shit that I see that girls would find attractive and I swear on everything I love. I'm like, yo, why would you ever think that that shit was cool? Like, mm-hmm. why, like, you fucking dating a nigga and y'all go to the movies and they don't put enough butter on your popcorn so he start choking a little bell, choking a little movie dude because there ain't no <laughs> butter on his popcorn and you like oh god he's so crazy. What you think he gonna do when you when you scramble his eggs a little What What you think gonna do to you? Yeah but that's what's... But you how know many what... of you
1: together today? How many of you can be like oh they still together because ain't none of them together
0: today. He impressed But him. you know what's funny about it though too? Like do you think not that it's funny, but let me ask this question. Do you think that that also added to us wanting to be that? Because we knew that's what the women like? Uh, uh, you think that's what led us to go down that road as well as everything else? Because I'm like, alright, well, shit. The females don't like the guy that's in here doing his homework, doing his chores and, that's you know, on the street point. narrow. Damn. They like the motherfucker let's, that's in the let's street. Let's go to our uh, female representative. So, Tim, when you was coming up in high school, like, the dude with the glasses on that was like, yeah, man, I, you know, Tim, the test was coming up, and I want to do a great job. Tim liked him because Tim could beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's what it said was. If something slick, Tim will fuck him nah, up. No. Tim said, ooh, I could just imagine myself on top of him just punching him in his head. He ain't even going to say no, <laughs>
1: I was more into if they dressed nice, if they were like athletic belts, things like like that. That's what I was more into. So like the dude who was taking the uh, test, like, are we going to, like, can I cheat off of you? If not, then like, why are we
0: even talking? Damn, Tim. So you was going to use them? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what
1: what kind of person I was back in the day, but I've grown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She laughed at herself, but I've grown. You're right. <laughs> your husband is pretty smart, but uh, that's a good point, though, man. Because I do remember them dudes that was gangster and would knock your ass out, at least in my neighborhood. They did get girls, yeah. They, they, it was all not all the girls loved them, all the dudes, the nigga not in school, and they got good girls, too. Like, good, you know, that old good girls liking bad guys, like, yeah. they got good going to college ass girls, too, man. Mm -hmm. was knocking niggas out and selling dope and shit. Had you putting crack in your pussy. I had but you Okay, you know what? To go back to Tempest's point, when she said she liked the dudes that dress nice, yada, yada, yada. Now, those were kind of the same guys, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. The guys that was like out there, especially the damn drug dealers, because they had the money, so they was buying all the new shit. This is true. And they was always fresh. This is true, Tim. It was just about how they got their money. Now you get like me and Casey coming out. Granted, we ain't want for nothing, but we want as fresh as them. And we was trying to get on that level. We still was just little scrubs though, because we could we ain't had a bread to go buy the fresh shit. You we we wouldn't have got the time of day. Oh no, would nobody gave us a second look? Tim, do you care to respond? Nah, uh, I think. It is. <laughs> I think it varies the type of
1: <laughs> I think it varies the type of girls that, that you guys were going for because I think y'all were just going for the ones that were easy access that was quick and that was going to give you what you wanted right fast that you um, didn't have to put any work for
0: um, Tempest I think that we the, the number one requirement when me and Ryan was coming up Ryan and you can correct me if I'm wrong we went for the girls that was there so the girls yeah, and,
1: and if they so, was, if they was like okay you know, you heard like, oh, yeah, so and so smashed in three days. You like three days? Word like, yeah, that's who I mean.
0: Well, no, I, I won't trying to date them the three days, but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna see if I can get it in two. See, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now it's a competition. Oh, you got it in three? <laughs> I can beat and that. Usually,
1: those are the girls who'd be like, yeah, they wanted a gangster, they wanted the dudes that you know what I'm saying. So, I that's think that's a it good was- point, Jim. It was all so usually that you were going after,
0: usually, it was. Like, are you saying it was like girls that was kind of whorish that like those type of guys? Probably,
1: <laughs> more than I'm likely, like, yeah. Because like now, now those those same girls, how many babies they got?
0: A lot. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just I saying. never, I'm, I'm, and and I'm saying like I never understood like what, like, because I never understood what was attractive about that from women. Um, another thing, man, like school and shit like this. If I want to, I want to say this. Me and Ryan want to make some examples, just in case you know. Uh, my wife brought up a good point one day. Like this shit might go into a vault somewhere one day, and later generations might hear what we have to say. You know, a hundred years from now, two hundred years from now, way after we're gone, they might hear this shit. So we just want to put emphasis on, bro. If you were, if you were a young kid and you coming up and hey, shit ain't cool, there ain't nothing wrong with being intelligent, yo. Like there's nothing wrong. If you're from uh, poverty, shit, it's not great for you and shit. But you're intelligent, bro. There's nothing wrong with going to school and getting straight motherfucking A's and and nope. that shit. We gotta stop making it seem like them dudes is lame. Those dudes is not lame. Those dudes is cool. If he's articulate and he has a great vo- vocabulary, he doesn't speak like he's white. That doesn't. It don't, don't stop telling that kids does that not are exist. <laughs> that does not don't, exist. You cannot speak like you're white exactly stop telling young black kids that are articulate that they talk like white boys they don't they speak like they got some goddamn sense okay right um and and like don't follow trends bro like that's the this is the point we try to make we go through our ups and downs but really at the end of the day what i'm saying i can only speak for myself is that a lot of the shit was just us following what we thought was cool like, I literally was trying to get cornrows in my hair because of Method Method Man on the Cream video. And I literally would wear my pants and my Timberlands a certain way because I was trying to look a certain way off of TV. No matter how mm-hmm. I felt personally how it looked, I wanted to look like him. I wanted to be like him. So No matter how uncomfortable that shit might have been. Exactly, bro. Cornrows, <laughs> cornrows is painful. That shit hurts. We went through it though, goddammit, to be nigga, because I want to look like goddamn look, fizzy bone.
1: Beauty is pain.
0: Mm. Yeah, man. man who you even, even for fellas. It's like, but I just remember, like, bro, like to all the kids or anybody out there, man, struggling with their identity, trying to find themselves, man, like ain't nothing wrong with being intelligent. Ain't nothing wrong with going to school and getting straight motherfucking A's. Like, Mm bro, as a matter of fact, niggas need to be trying to look up to you. You shouldn't be trying to just because you hear bullshit on the radio and you hear uh, bullshit in movies and shit like that. There's nothing wrong with being super duper intelligent. Because let me tell you something, any dude that could be like a kingpin and sell a bunch of dope, nigga, you have to be intelligent to be a successful drug dealer. So if you could be a drug dealer, you could be the owner of a legitimate Fortune 500 fucking company. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and 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 that's a because I follow dumbass fucking trends, bro. Do you guys know that I was going to tattoo like of my whole like my whole yeah. arms, like all the way down to like my fingers? I was really gonna do that shit, man. And like now I think about like how dumb that shit is, man. I got well, short sleeves. Ain't nobody trying to hire me.
1: Where's you gonna tattoo you on
0: there? Man, I was gonna get for God Remember, remember, uh, Red Man had Brick City on his forearms? I was gonna tattoo Carver Garden on my forearms and. I was just going to get a whole bunch of stupid shit. Like I don't know, man, skulls and uh mm. prints, I don't know. It's <laughs> yes. going to be kind of gay, you know? I get prints right here. Uh, <laughs> a little, maybe I mean, it would you would have been good until you get down to your damn fingers. I mean,
1: it, yeah, you got to you, <laughs> you got to stop at the, you know, at the wrist
0: part. Stop at the wrist. No, nah, I'm going I was going hands, MOB fingers, finger, I was doing all that shit. And then I was, oh. and luckily... You didn't want to have a job or a yeah, career, not you, well huh? you, you won't think in that far. You want to know how bad shit was? I thought that all fucking black men went to jail. I thought that it just was a part of life.
1: Definitely not. Oh. I thought
0: eventually <laughs> everybody go to jail. Definitely not. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody I fucking knew in my life went to jail. I never met a nigga. And if you didn't, you didn't brag about it. I never heard nobody being like, man, i never been to jail. Mm. When you ever seen a nigga run that been like, yo... I don't fight. I walk away, bro. It's not worth it. I never met that guy. I wanted to meet the guy that was the, that showed me a different fucking way or influenced us in a different way. So where does it start? I think we got to be the generation that starts this, you know dismissing all of these bullshit stereotypes cuz we know better now, bro. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like motherfuckers right. would go to jail, get out and brag about and this. And then shit. go back to jail. Like, yeah, exactly. Like- and Damn, just like this, it, it, went and just like they said, a nigga get out of prison gets more love than a nigga getting out of college. Yep, I
1: don't think that's true anymore. Sad. I think that was an old stereotype. I don't think that's true anymore.
0: Well, it was. It was true when I was coming up.
1: Yeah, now I don't think it's it, it's true because they ain't going to like you know. What I'm saying people aren't doing as much dumb shit as they were doing before, and the people are trying to stay Ma'am, out of jail.
0: But you know what, though, Tim, I feel like. People that go to prison get more support than motherfuckers in college. Oh, I, no, I agree. I agree with that part. Cause you always see that free my nigga, this free so and so, free them, free that. But what about, hey man, keep up the good work. So and so got all these mm-hmm. good grades in college, about to graduate, mm-hmm. yeah, do his man. thing. So, uh, like, Where that support at? Is
1: you, go to, you get locked up, and everybody's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Free, free my guy. You go to college. Oh, so you think you better <clears> than me? There you You go, (laughs) and it's just a
0: it's just a reflection of your own fucked up self esteem. You know what I mean? Like you in the hood, you fucked up. You see other people fucked up, but if you see somebody doing better, it just highlights your insecurity. Was like he's going to school, I didn't. Oh, look at this nigga. Okay, college boy, huh, nigga? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, you joke, yeah, you missed the smarty arty ass nigga. I knocked your bitch ass (laughs) out.
1: I think that's what really mattered though is that we was all afforded the same opportunities.
0: True. Um,
1: Yeah, we decided you know, we decided to go through different paths, especially people who grew up in the neighborhood with and things like that. Like, we all went to the same school. We all, like, you lived next door to me. Like, nothing Mm -hmm. was different from my life than yours. You know what I'm saying? We was
0: all poor. You know what? what? I used to get, and I, I didn't find out about it till Casey had brought it to my attention that people would say that about me. But I just used to, I would go home and relay information because I knew a lot of people that I grew up with had never had either never left Virginia, never left the East Coast, just never been nowhere for mm-hmm. real. So I would go home and tell people like, "Yo, you gotta get out of Virginia. It's way more out there. It's way more to see. It's more opportunities to be more. Get out of Virginia, yeah, man." And it gets back to me like I talked to Casey, and it, it seemed like people thinking that oh, Ryan think he better than everybody because he didn't went to the military and left Virginia. I am no. <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm. I'm just trying to help you out. Bruh, I'm trying to pass along and, the information. I'm trying to lift everybody. Yeah, out. and it's like, yo, when you find out something new, sometimes you're not bragging. You just coming back and share. Like Ryan's right. that type of dude. Like when Ryan moves to Utah, Ryan get on the phone with me, and he not like, yeah, nigga, I'm in Utah. Yeah, you broke ass niggas can. Ryan's like Casey, yo, nigga, they they hiring all over Utah. They getting a whole bunch of money. blah. blah, blah, blah. Like. I see this shit. Yeah. Like, when I came out Maryland, that's what I went home. Me and Ryan is similar in that sense. Like, we would call back home not to brag, but it's just like, hey, guys, mm-hmm. like, out here is different. <laughs> it's better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dog, you, you go out here, and it's easier to get a job in this area. It's, exactly. it's easier to stay out of trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's less temptation shit. You know what I'm saying? You out this bitch, don't nobody know you, and if you a single nigga, you probably gonna get more girls, because... They all... Ain't none of the girls out here fucked you yet. They all fucked you back home. Exactly. You know? Exactly. They... Like, don't you want something different? Like, you get... Especially some of our friends at the time that was, like, single and shit. The females especially. I used to be like, listen. You can't find a man because you keep dating the same motherfuckers that's out there. Exactly. Like, go somewhere else. Find a different... Reinvent yourself. Me Look, me and Ryan joke about this shit all the time. You don't see, Tim, how many niggas... On Facebook, and I'm not proud of this. But how many niggas me and Ryan see on Instagram and shit? That Casey used to put in the locker, or throw them niggas on their head, or smack them niggas upside their head and shit. And them <laughs> why niggas... he had to have a disclaimer? Yeah, I'm not, it. It. <laughs> Look, like, I'm not proud like of this. Look, but like, how many know, of them little you niggas? You know, how many of them <laughs> niggas? And if y'all listen to this show, I want to tell y'all I was wrong for that, and I'm sorry for beating y'all. But little just niggas just call it what it is. I'm sorry. How many? But, uh, how many? How many that how niggas used to bully? He's the bully. That. You know, they move from around the way and niggas is living good lives and shit. Niggas looking good and shit and get some money. And, you know, you like me around, like, you know, somewhere them niggas tell them niggas like, oh, Casey, uh, he's a smack. Nigga. I used to play with that fat nigga titties and punch and push him down the flight of steps with his bitch ass. You know what I'm saying? He's to beat his ass Oh, and, and even though it's not true, we still can sit up and say, salute that nigga, man. He reinvented himself. He's, he's doing good in life. You know what I'm saying? He left this, this mind state. He went and did something good for himself. So even though there's a funny way me and Ryan joke around, we still at the end of the conversation, still salute every nigga that left the hood and did something good with them. this unproductive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, what's sad is when you go back to your neighborhood and it's the same fucking niggas doing the same fucking shit. The same thing. Being gangster, being out, out there. there gangster the than a motherfucker with no money. No money. Doing the same thing. I you know what though? You know what's even worse? Like the same motherfuckers that was selling weed when I was in high school. I go back home; they the same motherfuckers still selling weed. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you ain't got a promotion. He yet? still got that. He ain't got promoted. You ain't promoted to crack or nothing? You just <laughs> you still selling dime? Not man? not crystal meth nothing. On. You still doing that, huh? Yep. Like, bro. Yeah, man. So you don't want nothing better for yourself. Yeah, huh? but see, Brian, nah, I'm in these streets, uh, bro. Just to keep it real, it does take sometimes a joke, because one thing that I used to talk to people about, or especially around my way when I went back home was people in that mind state. And I could speak for my own experiences. If it wasn't for me meeting a lovely lady and moving, there was no reason for me to leave. So sometimes it has to be forced. Because you just, yeah. it is scary to be like, damn, I'm going to be so far away from home and shit like that. But you leave <laughs> that mindset and it's it is like, oh my God, there's so much dope shit about it to just kind of force your mind to think a little different. But it's not easy to make that first step a lot of the time for these guys, man, because that's all they fucking know. It's stupid shit. and But that's why I made the, the knee jerk reaction. I was like, you know what? I want to leave Virginia so bad. <laughs> I'm going to join the military. right? Because I know that's a surefire way to get me the fuck out of there. <laughs> now, had I been uh, stationed in Langley, I probably would have been pissed off because I would have did something stupid because I would have been right back at home.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> but,
0: man, but now nah, you're like, you know, I, I got out. I went to basic training in South uh, San Antonio, Texas. Then I went to Mississippi for a couple of months. First duty station, I'm in... Uh, South Carolina. So within a year, bruh, I done already been to three different states that I had never lived in before. I had visited uh, uh, Texas before, but I had never been there like for two months. You know what I mean? I had never been to Mississippi before, never been to South Carolina before, but within one year, I've been to all three now. Yeah, man. And it's dope. And when you see different shit, like you might make up a certain thing about yourself in a certain area, like, I give you guys a prime example. Through the internet and different shit I see, like, you'll meet different people from different places, and you will be surprised how you're viewed in these different places. Like, you might be ugly as fuck in fucking Newpa News and be cute than a motherfucker in Omaha, Nebraska. True. True. (laughs) I've been to Omaha. Yeah, you might be. I mean, especially down south, man. They love fat niggas down south, man. Like, these fat niggas be out. That bitch being stuck up. Like, nigga, a fat nigga in motherfucking, uh, fat nigga in like New Jersey or something don't get a lot of bitches. <laughs> oh, you ain't gonna get no play. A, but you go down to you Alabama. You go to Alabama, so. you a fat nigga. They like, come here, fat nigga. Let me, let me see. I got these ribs. Making you some green. <laughs> I said, about to feed your ass, boy. <laughs> come <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm empty. It's more than love. He keep
1: me warm at
0: night. (laughs) Fat niggas, fat niggas down south stuck up, man. Fuck these hoes, man. Oh, yeah, they
1: do. (laughs) They really do be the (laughs) way.
0: All these bitches can cook down here,
1: nigga.
0: Yeah, man. Right. You go up north, you can't find a motherfucker to cook. (laughs) No. Hell no, man. But at the end of the day, also, man, on the side note, uh, People who glorify the gangster shit, man. We gotta look at like all the shit that we buy. um Even um, we was touching on the Gucci shit earlier. Yeah. All the shit that we buy, all the shit that we spend my money. Did you know that African Americans? If you guys want to Google it, it's fine. Google right there. Look up the statistics about who spends the most money on clothes, who spends the most money on cars, who spends the most money on. Jewelry who spends the most money on this stuff So after all this shit Is like a huge commercial Like if look look at life as a huge Commercial about what's getting put in your mind And what's getting promoted and then what you go Out and spend your money on and think About who's getting a check from that I'm not gonna Say who that's up for y'all to decide on Y'all own did you watch
1: the did you watch The killer thing where he talks about how Long the dollar Stays in the black community
0: I did See that I did see that
1: Six hours
0: six hours so that basically means that as soon as a, a black person in the black community gets a check within six hours it's out of the black community and every, is is that's the that's by far the worst in any other culture
1: yeah we talk about like they talk about days six days three days a week you know we six hours
0: it's gone completely it's gone to another culture so I just want people to think about like, when you go out in this and this glorified gangster, these CDs, these clothes, these jewelry, this lifestyle, who's it really benefiting at the end of the day? Because somebody's getting a check. Who's getting a check from this promotion of this lifestyle? That's why I just wear Jordans and Rockerware. <laughs> <laughs> Those are black-owned businesses. But, Ryan, I don't, <laughs> Ryan, I don't know how the fuck you going to get by on hey, some Rock aware jeans with a big ass rw on them these days buddy i don't i'm not the most fashionable nigga but i know <laughs> he's like
1: i kind of have a feeling that's
0: not in style anymore fuck, yeah. fuck See? it and that's the problem y'all put stuff out of style so fast Hey, look. shit Dude, how long like, gucci been around hey look Hey, just get you some
1: joggers you good
0: platinum fubu <laughs> all right with fat elbow well, in the back pocket nigga woo! Oh, I thought you was clowning me because I think in my uh, yearbook pitch I had on the the platinum FUBU T-shirt. It was a great T-shirt with Fat <laughs> Albert on the front. Well, hey. I was fresh, boy. Ooh. I think I had on a, a, a sterling silver chain. Had my neck itching like a motherfucker, <laughs> boy. But hey, look. But little do they know that FUBU stood for fours Us By Us. It was yep. a black-owned mm-hmm. company. You feel? It's what I'm still saying?
1: out there. It's still out there.
0: Ain't nobody wearing that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, you go overseas; they all rocking fubu. Korea, they had that all in the mall and everything. For real? Yes.
0: They had. Yeah, that's cool overseas. They still rocking fubu over there. Ain't that some shit? Well, I ain't been in about seven years, but the light well, yeah. hey They won't rockin seven fubu years. Seven ago. years ago, <laughs> uh, they was exactly. overseas. I bet you LL still wear it. You got a lifetime supply in the closet and shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow ain't that something man so uh we about to go ahead and uh wrap this thing up man you know make sure you guys follow us on uh instagram um ryan in case no chase make sure you follow us on twitter uh we got a twitter page Uh make sure you follow our facebook page thanks to everybody who uh listen you know and sh- you know uh response to the podcast is great we we doing great numbers every week uh we just hit uh, 1,000 uh, total plays of our show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which is, uh, we we thank everybody who pick up the phone, download the app, show us love or whatever, like our statuses and all that shit. Um, and uh, on the sidebar, if you guys are into sneakers, um, Tempest has a, a YouTube channel called Kodak Souls. Uh, check it out. It's real dope. Like, if you're into sneakers and shit, Go over there and check her out. Uh mm-hmm. I, I don't know nobody to know uh, more about sneakers than her. You feel what I'm saying? She got the show <laughs> with her and her husband. You feel what I'm saying? She educate me because I I wear sketches with memory foam, and uh, <laughs> uh, she you make gonna, sure you throw
1: that memory foam in there.
0: Yeah, she gonna foam. yeah she gonna get me right though. Tim, Tim, the Tim memory foam don't even remember. Tim gonna <laughs> get me right on my on my on my budget. Tim gonna get me right on my budget. I right. uh also mm-hmm. uh don't forget to follow Seymour uh, Green, DJ Lelord Lord. Uh we we want you guys to respond to the show uh as much as you guys can man and as always man we love y'all. Uh and we appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>